0: you <laughs> My name is Andrew Denny, and I welcome you to Couture and Construction, a weekly show dedicated to the people and stories behind beautiful places, recorded live in the Textures Nashville showroom inside the Nashville Design Collective. Episode 30, Home on a Nashville Hill Kitchen Design. We are super excited, as this is our first podcast with multiple guests, so we hope you enjoy this added perspective and conversation. The Kitchen, the Heart of the Home. We spend our time here, we laugh, cry, dream, and live in this room. This is a place where style and function have to intersect. And to do this well is no small feat. Joining us today to discuss this topic is Kelly Ladwig and Sarah Robertson of of Studio Dearborn, based out of New York City. We all know and love Kelly. Kelly and Susie are building their dream home south of Nashville and have done a great job documenting the process on Instagram. You can follow this journey at Home on a Nashville Hill uh, on Instagram. Sarah Robertson is the founder and principal of Studio Dearborn. She has been designing award-winning kitchens since 2008. She has earned a fabulous reputation in numerous industry awards, including the 2019-2020 for Best Overall Kitchen Design and the NKBA National Design Award. Welcome, Kelly and Sarah. Thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Hey, how are you? Thank you, Andrew, for having me on today. This is so fun.
0: Oh, good. Well, thank you. Thank you for making the journey. And I hope you're loving Nashville. So before I start, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, Kelly, you want to start and, and share just kind of the journey you have and, and then Sarah chime in on, on who Sarah is.
2: I'm gonna let Sarah talk about Sarah. but um I think I think pretty much everybody knows me because everybody's been following along and it's been so awesome to hear everybody say that they've been they've been listening to the podcast and they're, you know, they've they've been commenting and I've been hearing a ton of response. But Susie and I are building. We are on month six right now. Um, obviously, we're installing our kitchen, which is why Sarah's here, but um it's it's going so quickly. you know, and I keep saying it's so important to like, just be present in every moment because it goes so fast, but it, it's so true. So um, we're, we're in the fun stuff now, and it's really starting to look like a house.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Sarah, tell us a little bit about you.
1: So I'm a kitchen designer. As you said, you did a great intro on me. Um, I'm not sure how much I can add that's that fascinating, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a, I've been a kitchen designer. I sort of rolled into that from um, being a home builder which oh, cool. um and prior to that, I was um, in the corporate world and did management consulting and um, a fair bit of you know corporate strategy, and just honestly couldn't stand being inside an office and since the time I was about five years old, I remember looking at the walls in my nursery school thinking, if only they weren't yellow, this <laughs> space would be so much more welcoming. And why I didn't take that cue and go straight to interior design school, I don't know. But anyway, it took it took me a long time to get around to it. And I realized that kitchens were um, were
0: really my thing. Oh, so. that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you're getting to your passion. So that's exciting. That's exciting. So, uh, let's get started. Let's talk about A Home on a Nashville Hills Kitchen and and kind of the process for doing this. So... Uh, first off, I'd love to understand how you all connected and um, what started this relationship.
2: Do you want my version of the story or her I version want of both. the story? <laughs> I, I want both. I want both. Start with
1: Callie's. <laughs>
2: so let's, let's let's go to my version of the story. Um, You know, I, I think we all know I came to Instagram just to get some inspiration um, as we were designing um, our kitchen. Then it kind of started rolling into collaborations a little bit. And um, I had about 2,000 followers at the time and was looking through all of the kitchen pictures I saved and realized almost all of them were so I sent her an email saying, hey, do you want to collaborate on my kitchen? Um, which was pretty ballsy,
0: actually, looking back at it. I love um, the gumption. Well, yeah. You know,
2: I mean, she—, what, she all she could do is say no. And yep. if she tells the story, she'll say that she said no. But I didn't either hear it or she didn't really mm-hmm. say it out loud. And um, fast forward to today, and here we are. <laughs> but um, you know what? It really was – I was really drawn to – um, her style, I was really drawn to just this certain quality that I couldn't quite put a uh, finger on. Mm-hmm. And then as we got to know each other, I just really liked her as a person. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was somebody, you know, I wanted to work with.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So um, the way I remember it
0: <laughs> is I think
1: Kelly probably reached out through a DM and um, and which is is something that I have to admit, like in the very early days of Instagram, I didn't check my DMs that much. So there, yeah, a,
0: it's a tough
1: one. Yeah, I've got obviously used to it now, but back then, so who knows how long it sat there? And and I finally, you know, got back to her, and even though I think in my head I I was thinking there's no reason I should be doing this project, <laughs> I still we still got on the phone and had like an hour long conversation, and after that, you know, I just kind of hung up the phone and thought. I'm doing this, you know, I'm not sure why I'm doing this, but I'm definitely doing this. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. As long that's as you awesome. still aren't
2: saying, I'm not sure why I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> well, my husband is
0: asking yeah. that. And my, and my son who's home wondering where at dinner right now. But,
2: <laughs> so yeah. has
0: the collaboration, I mean, has it benefited both of you?
2: Well, it's totally um, benefited me. <laughs>
1: I mean, <laughs> I think on a personal level, like if you could make such good friends from a client, um, you know, how can you, how can you say that it wasn't, you know, an absolute win for you? Like, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I've, I've become like, Kelly has become such a a support for me. I Mm -hmm. have to admit just on, um, thinking through, you know, big picture things with my business. She has just a great, um, she has an amazing business background, which I, you know, I assume most of her followers know that, but maybe, maybe they do, maybe they don't, but with marketing and, um, with PR and now she's, you know, just, killing it on Instagram, and constantly running ideas past one another on, you know, how to approach, you know, new business things, and particularly in the marketing realm. So, um, but also just like friendship. I mean, like, shoot, you know, we talk about our cats, and you know, there's just like back and forth all day long, what are you making for dinner? And you know, um, it's, it's priceless. So.
2: She's, on, she's number three on my speed dial behind <laughs> oh, behind go. Susie and my parents. So <laughs> um, if we joke we're like, when this kitchen's done, <laughs> we're still going to talk like
0: 35 yeah. times a day. and <laughs> you have to, you have to, and I think that's really kind of the coolest thing that you guys just shared from my perspective is, again, social media is one thing, but the real life connections that, mm-hmm. that happen as a result of it, had it not been for that, you guys probably would have no idea. No idea whatsoever, you know, you, your paths just probably would not have crossed. So that's that's a pretty Absolutely powerful not. thing. It's a pretty powerful thing.
1: Yeah, and I mean, see, there, there's so many good things that do come out of social media from that perspective, and I, only good things. I yeah. I, I can. <laughs> right. I know. Well, we, we tend
0: to focus a lot on the negative. Um, that that seems to be that, how we do it. Yeah,
1: but I think that yeah, it's it's, it's a great thing.
0: Well, so. Sarah, this is for you. You're based out of New York and the project is in Nashville. So what are the challenges and opportunities when working remotely with a client? Like what, what has been a challenge and what have you learned through this process?
1: I think, you know, when you're working with someone like Kelly, who is super capable at, at getting, you know, making decisions and getting things done, um, I think it works well. And, I know that we had that conversation up front, which is something that you would need to do, I think, with any remote client to just say, look, you know, the dynamic is going to be different and mm-hmm. there's a possibility you're going to have to do more um, unless there is some sort of construction, you know, manager in between. Um, when it's, But when it's designer to client, the client's going to have to handle more. And I think... I think she has, um, and to a certain degree, she. In some sometimes she's just facilitating conversations. You know, she's bringing her phone, and we're having conversations mm-hmm. on, on um, you know, Facetime with uh, with her GC, and so there was um, there's a bit of that. Um, the reason that I was drawn to it, I mean, apart from just really liking Kelly, was just. That you know styles are different regionally, and I just thought it would be really fun and challenging and interesting to do something that was not so typical East Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. And yeah, and so I think that there there is that aspect, and I think that I'm kind of drawn to, to thinking more kind of nationally now and doing projects all over because it gives you a chance to kind of experiment with different styles and and and, and
0: tastes. And, and I think you shared that you're we're working simultaneously on a project in Denver as well.
1: Right. So after, um, Kelly and I started to work together, um, it was probably four months afterwards. I was asked to do the, the house beautiful concept oh, show house, awesome. um, for this year. And so that was in Denver. And of course, when they asked me, that was about a month before COVID kind of exploded. Oh, so yeah, so I took that on, you know, not realizing that was going to be such an interesting experience, but it definitely was a good, um, you know, kind of practice run. I shouldn't <laughs> say that um, for working with Kelly because the dynamics were, were very similar in the sense that you know we were working with um, you know a new build home um, with the with the contractor who's doing you know a lot of projects mm. all in one. You know, this, there was sure. all of those those sorts of things um, to keep in mind. And um, you know, but of course in this case we had we had Kelly on the ground, whereas we you know the show house there is no client. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, which probably could be good or bad. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it
1: could be good or bad. I think when you're, I kind of think when you're in a, you know, in a pandemic, mm. it probably would have been helpful to have a yeah.
0: person on the ground. Yeah. Cause we kind of all remember like, or at least I do. I remember the IG stories of the measuring and the measuring, <laughs> and the measuring and the measuring and the measuring that you had to do. And it was like having, you know, a liaison and probably somebody that's detail oriented and, you know, jumped in and Hey, This is, I'm very much invested in this being correct. So let's do it. Well, let's be
2: real. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not horribly detailed. You know, (laughs) I, I talk all the time how math is hard for me. And that's one of the things that's really surprised me about this is all the math. And, Prior to realizing Sarah couldn't come here to, to measure for cabinets, mm-hmm. you know, the, the conversation was we have to have somebody, you know, Shrox of Walnut Creek was like, no, we always send somebody out to measure. And then all of a sudden it's like, here's Kelly with her computer and her iPhone and a tape measure and um, our, our the GC it helped as well. Absolutely and it was, fine. Yeah, it know.
1: really does. I mean, y- you know, it, it's interesting, but as as long as you're kind of as long as you have your eyes on it, whether it's through Facebook or, or um, FaceTime or whatever, mm-hmm. you can kind of get a sense of whether everything's being done correctly. And you just have to kind of take your time and take some really copious notes
0: and lots of pictures. Uh, I would imagine it actually for me going and measuring something. I mean, I can speed right through it, but if you told me I had to do it virtually, I bet you it would be more detailed than if I was actually there. Right. Because I would be thinking through, oh, wait a second, let's make sure we get this.
1: Yeah, you, ha- you can't make any apologies about how long it's taking. You mm-hmm. just yeah, have to yeah, take your time yeah. and, and make yeah, sure it's all just right. just get through it. Yeah.
0: yeah. So how has the experience, you're working with a lot of local vendors, Textures being one of them, but how has the experience for you been different working with, on such a big component of the house, mm-hmm what are the differences there working with somebody that you have to do everything virtually?
2: You know, honestly, I think because of COVID and because of things being, you know, locked down a little bit, I didn't, there wasn't much of a difference. I mean, Sarah and I talked multiple times a day. Um, Her communication was so good and she's so detail oriented. And, you know, there was a lot of back and forth. Hey, what about this? Remember to do this. Um, So between, you know, email and text and DMs and phone calls and sometimes all of them going at the same time with Mm -hmm. different things. Honestly, it... I don't know how we probably talked more actually mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. we would have if we had done it in person. Again, you're yes. probably not
0: taking things for I'd granted.
1: Definitely talked to you. I shouldn't say that out loud. But <laughs> <laughs> more than any other client, for sure. I mean, between the talking and the text, but we were we were just laughing about how um, you know my my te- my storage for my text on my phone was getting so large that I needed to delete <laughs> all of them. But I refused to delete my one with Kelly because
0: it's like. It's Like a book at a this novel. point, it's yeah. like a diary uh-huh. of, of all the whole process. So, you know, uh, that may actually be fun to publish. So, one of the things <laughs> about this podcast here, this podcast is about expectations and what expectations people should have. That would be a really great illustration of this is what uh-huh. you should expect. Uh, we have to, to delete you. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like mentally going through like <laughs> what do we talk about, we don't have to delete.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Sarah, a kitchen designer and an interior designer fill different needs, although there's quite a bit of overlap. Um, and Kelly, you're kind of handling the overview of the interior in, in this home. Um, but share with me why a kitchen designer is essential for a luxury build.
1: You know, there there is so much to kitchen design um, that people are unaware of, I think, when they start out, um, in the, uh, clients, when they start out in the kitchen design process. And because the room is so functional, you have, you have, you have circulation issues, you have so many safety issues. Um, and you know, those sorts of considerations, you know, well before you get to the aesthetics, um, are really, really critical in the way you lay out a kitchen. And I think, um, when, to have someone that's completely focused on just those things, there's there's so much to that that um, is kind of enough for, you know, one person to sort of have their head wrapped around those things, while other people, whether it's the interior designer and the client and the GC can kind of focus on, other, and the architect can focus on other aspects of it. So I find that um, when I'm coming in to do a, a kitchen design and sort of taking the initial drawings from an architect, um, I can kind of start laying in all these, uh, functional considerations and usage considerations and then kind of say, Hey, you know, let's, let's tweak this here. Let's tweak this. Um, and it just kind of all kind of dovetails together at that mm, point, you know, mm-hmm. my thinking on, uh, the things I'm focused on versus the architect who's kind of keeping very much the big picture of the whole flow through the house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the client in this case, Kelly sort of has had that whole overarching kind of focus as well.
2: Yeah. You know, I kind of look at it. Why would you go to a general surgeon when you can have a heart specialist? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Same type of analogy. I mean, general surgeon can, can do the surgery, mm-hmm. but um, somebody like Sarah is immersed in the details. Mm-hmm. There's things that she knows because that's her specialty mm-hmm. that she can bring to the table that somebody who's more of a generalist can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that's been really important to me through this, this whole build is working with people who are the best at what they do in order to make my life easier, my home better, and in the long run save me money and make my daily life better? Um, you know, and, and I've talked about that. You know, working with mm. you, working with with Circa, working with Sarah. They, all of you, bring things to the table that I alone couldn't do on my mm-hmm, own.
0: Mm-hmm. And, that, and to uh, me, that's a single invaluable. Picture wouldn't tell you, yeah. Okay. Very, very cool. So you just kind of hit on something. Um, she's immersed in it Mm -hmm. and it, but it's going to be your kitchen. Mm -hmm. So because the kitchen is the heart of the home, it's such a used space. How do you go about understanding the client's lifestyle needs, uh, and using your expertise to make it perfect for them?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was such an interesting question because I'd love to say that I have this little um, list and a roadmap and I just step right through it and it's it's the same every time, but it, it's really not. It's very organic. Um because every client's different and the way they communicate's different. Um and I feel like I need to settle into how they're most comfortable talking about their lifestyle. And some are very mm. comfortable about sharing all the details and <laughs> <laughs> and then some yeah. I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, and and others kind of hold back you know and so you have to get figure out how do we get them comfortable about letting me open up their cabinets and see what's going on inside you know it can feel a little bit like you know if the doctor's pulling your pants down
0: that's where Um. working remotely was awesome because there was
2: no looking in any of my cabinets (laughs) because she would have
1: left (laughs) And, and of course it wouldn't have but I feel like every client sort of has these sorts of fears so mm-hmm. um, so for me, it's kind of I, I, I do sort of feel my way through it and mm-hmm. get a sense of, you know, how is this going to work the best? Um, and we'll meet in, you know, hopefully we still have their old kitchen to meet in, um, you know, in Kelly's case. No. Right. Mm-hmm. So it became kind of this visualization thing. Um, and. Uh, for Kelly and Susie. So we, um, we did the renderings quite early in the process. I think part of that was because I wanted to get some kind of visual about them in the kitchen and not really being able to relate to their old kitchen. You know, we needed to start with the new space, you know, get some 3D visualizations of like, how are they going to use the space and who's going to be standing where and, Um, so we did that kind of earlier and upfront and I'm finding that that's been really helpful with my clients. I'll do that. And then I do mood boards Mm -hmm. that pull all those 3d renderings in. And then we, we sit and we talk and now we're doing all this on zoom. Um, but we will stare at these images and talk about like, where are you, where are you doing this? you know, where Mm -hmm. are you cooking? Who are you, who's over here? Where are the kids sitting? Um, so it's, but it, It kind of has to be an organic process
0: so everyone's comfortable with it. Okay, very, very cool. Mm -hmm. So how did that work for you?
2: Really well. I mean, you know, I think one thing Sarah challenged us to do was really think about how we use a kitchen, what's important in a kitchen. And it's not as simple as, okay, I do my dishes. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, when you do your dishes, do you – put your dirty dishes on the right side and do you wash, you know, mm. Mm. right to left? Which was actually a very... I'm like, <laughs> that stumped me. Um, we had a, we had a like, a 35-minute conversation on should the refrigerator door open to the right or should it open to the left? And how will that impact the flow of the kitchen? But we, we really started off the whole conversation with Sarah saying, what's in your freezer? Mm. And I'm like, well, we got wow. coffee in my freezer. But the point was, we don't have a whole lot in our freezer. Mm-hmm. So for us... Having freezer space in the the primary kitchen wasn't a big deal, mm-hmm. which then started mapping out the whole flow of everything because mm-hmm. we didn't have to have 60 inches of refrigeration and, and freezer mm-hmm. space. So mm-hmm. it allowed us to have a, a bar area. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the big thing is she just – and that's one of the things that's been so fascinating about this is it's really gotten me to think – how do I use my kitchen? How do mm-hmm. I want to use my kitchen? How is the space better utilized? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I'm just
0: super excited about that. Yeah, that's really awesome. So w- I've seen the renderings, and I think a lot of people that follow Kelly have seen the renders- renderings. They're beautiful. So has a very cool organic look. I'm assuming that was hatched between the both of you. Uh, but can you kind of walk us through what the inspiration is?
1: Yeah, I'd like you to start with talking with Kelly about that, because I think she really – Came to the table early with um, an image in her mind of.
2: I had an what? idea, right? Yeah. You know, and I definitely had images of um, kitchens that you did and certain things that I liked. And we knew that the windows really influenced mm. things. I love um, windows in a kitchen. And how, um, how, how she handled cabinetry and how her kitchens, for the most part, don't have a whole lot of upper cabinetry. And that's something that I really liked um, because we wanted a kitchen space that was functional, but that didn't necessarily look like a typical kitchen, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. We knew we didn't want all white mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong for for people that that love that yeah. we just wanted something a little different mm-hmm. and then bringing to the table I kind of handcuffed Sarah a little bit by saying hey I've got this reclaimed silver fox brick that came off of a building in Milwaukee and I want to use that and then it kind of went from there but I
1: was so excited about that
2: well and so was that
1: point I was like yes I'm really really glad now that I'm working on this yeah. kitchen
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we knew we wanted to do something darker we knew mm-hmm. we weren't afraid to try something a little different but it you know I was, I think, a little more ready to jump than Susie was, but coaching her along the way, and and she's actually come a long way, Um, but just taking a basic idea, grains of an idea that I had, and then she was able to just take it and elevate it to a a place that I could never even imagine. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it was, um, I think Kelly started with, she had some great inspiration images, of course, being the. Queen of Instagram didn't hurt, <laughs> so she had some great images to start with. Some of and and some of mine, and then I, I, you know, when, when a client shares with me, you know, my own images, um, and honestly, any inspiration images as well. You kind of want to pick them apart and and try to figure out what is it exactly that's really um that you're finding so mm-hmm. compelling about an image, and I think that's really key. And a lot of times the clients they don't even realize what it is about the image that that they're liking. Um, so that's kind of that first step in the process is sort of, is sort of breaking things down. Um, to get at what are these key things that you're really liking and and maybe what can you dismiss from a, a particular image and then you sort of start to mix all of those things together um, into I guess the melting pot and figure out um, where we're going with this new design.
2: Well and she actually had me do a homework assignment mm. um, and it was a tight deadline. It was like I got it like on a Friday and it was due like on a Sunday really? forgot about this. might have panicked a little bit but she's <laughs> like I need you to take, take ten, ten, 10 images of a kitchen and I need to know specifically Specifically what you like about it and why.
0: Oh. And
2: it's great because, you know, I think wow. we as, as clients, as people are like, oh my gosh, I love this. And you send it over and, you know, I might like the color of the cabinets. Mm -hmm. Well, she's looking at it. Oh, she loves the beveled edge. of the Mm -hmm. the, the, Right. So it's taught me to be very intentional about what I like. And also for Susie, you know, she'll be like, oh, I I really love this. I'm like, well, what do you really love? And what she's loving may be something different. So it forced me to sit down. And what it did is it really started to prioritize what was important for us.
0: Oh, smart. And she
2: could really start to see, okay, when I say I love this kitchen of hers, I'm talking about... You know how the how the countertop falls off at the edge, or something mm-hmm. like that. So the I bank think, of
0: windows, even right. or the fact that there's no uppers, or yep, right, yeah. It may just be an overall feeling that it evokes a, a feeling from you, but it may be, yeah, it's interpretation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's I'd really really about, smart, sir. I'd really really smart
1: about the homework assignment. I turned it in early. And yeah. it did a website. I love when you take...
0: I love when you are able to take a question then ask a question back. Yeah. So, so yeah. what do you love about it? You love this? Well, what do you love? What do you really yeah. love about yeah. it? Yeah.
1: You, usually that ends up being a conversation that I have with my clients in person. So we'll look at these images together and talk about them. But with, with Kelly, um, honestly, I don't even think Zoom was out there yet. Can you believe it? It really wasn't. It was that long ago. So wow. instead of us sort of looking at things on a screen the way we would do now... <laughs> um we were this this homework assignment really made sense and i'm so glad that you remembered that that's
0: awesome that's a great one that's a fantastic one so this is more for you sarah and uh, i've got a couple questions specifically about design so in your opinion what are the hallmark what are the hallmarks of a functional kitchen what should what are the the real important things to make a kitchen functional Oh, that is, yeah, that's
1: a, that's kind of a deep question. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but the first, you know, the first things that I look for are clearances Mm -hmm. just um, and that's something that I find that, um, a lot of clients overlook the importance of clearances and how they can kind of vary depending on how many people are in the kitchen Mm -hmm. or what part of the kitchen you're in. Um, Want to look at, I, I look at workstations and think of, of each, um, work area as a workstation. So uh, whether it's a cooking area, the prep area, the, the cleanup area, I'm kind of think about the things you need in those spaces, the clearances that you need, who's going to be in them. Um, potentially even, you know, the age of the person who's mm-hmm. cooking and, you know, any physical, um, handicaps that they might be facing any all of those issues just kind of going station by station and then figuring out how all those stations interact how they overlap Mm -hmm. um and what i try to do to kind of simplify that a bit with my clients is to you know we'll take a look at um a proposed kitchen layout and we'll just say let's just talk about how you're going to cook a meal Mm -hmm. um so let's start by taking things out of the refrigerator and then we go from there mm-hmm. and, you know, we reach for the cutting board and where's the cutting board? And is that really where we want it? You know, so it becomes pretty, um, abstract. But if we have, you know, renderings and that sort of thing in front of you, you, you can really start to get to it. So, um, and sometimes I'll do that with, um, with, both, um, you know, both <laughs> the partners in a couple, you know, which is always interesting <laughs> because they start going at things differently, and we're seeing, you know, sometimes some arguments like, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> doing, oh yeah, been there, <laughs> done that, been <laughs> there, <laughs> done that. Are uh, we are cooking a virtual dinner yes. and we're arguing yes. over it, <laughs> yes, just
0: <laughs> like at home. Mine was yeah. easy
2: because Susie would be in the living
1: room, <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm good, but oh, um,
0: so, I love that when you're like, okay, uh,
1: yeah. So hopefully that gives you sort of a starting yeah. set. It's it's too much to talk about in a in this podcast, but this of where we start.
0: So uh, conversely, to function is style, but they work together. So what are the hallmarks of a stylish kitchen?
1: Oh, that you can't really. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh, I think there there are certain things that that really resonate with me. Um, one of them is authenticity. Mm-hmm. I really like finishes to feel authentic, um, which partly means that, you know, the, the, for me, that means quality, but it also mm-hmm. means, um, you know, like I said, you know, authenticity, like I'm sitting here and looking at your flooring and thinking it just, it it looks and, and it has that feel, right? Mm-hmm. When it's on the floor, it's true wood and it has a history to it. Mm-hmm. I, I personally like, things that have a history. So So, uh, going back to the brick. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) I was so excited um, about Kelly bringing in that brick and she was telling me that story and she probably thought, you know, I didn't have any history in Chicago Mm -hmm. brick, but (laughs) but I will tell you that when we, when we built, Mm -hmm. um, I don't even know if Kelly knew that we built townhouses in Chicago and we um, we brought in some Chicago Common, which no, you know, no like spec builder was mm-hmm. doing, but mm-hmm. we brought in Chicago Common for the size of the building. And then, um, and then had custom brick made for the face that had the exact proportions of the original Victorian oh, cool. red brick because Very it was cool. so important to me to have it feel like authentic. Yeah. And when the appraiser came through, not the appraiser, the, um, the inspector mm-hmm. came through for our buyers, they, he came through and he said, now here are the sorts of things you need to look for in an old Victorian. <laughs> That's we're, and we're awesome. kind of like
0: we just we just finished building this. <laughs> wow. That is awesome. That so. is awesome. That is awesome. I haven't heard that story. I like that. Cool. I like that. Okay, so one of my favorite things is uh, what are the must-have appliances and gadgets that you incorporate into one of your kitchen designs?
1: Must have. It it varies with every kitchen. Um, so again, it's just so custom to how um, that client is using their space, and it, it could be, in some cases, it's cereal dispensers for the kids. Wow. You know, <laughs> in other cases, it's wine dispensers, you know, the, the decor wine station. You know, for the for the adults, and hopefully not for the kids. So, you know. <laughs> Um, So there aren't any go-tos, but it's really important, I think, for people to think about, you know, what do they what are they really excited about in the kitchen? Um, and to really dig in and do the research about what's out there because there's, there's so many fun things out there, especially in appliances.
0: Well, but, what, are, what are you most excited about, Kelly? I'm sure you have some sort of gadget or something that you're just really genuinely excited about in this kitchen.
2: Well, you know, I mean, we, we don't have kids, so, and we aren't big cereal eaters. But um, for us, you know, our animals are a huge part of our life, and I think some of the things that we started incorporating for that, mm-hmm. um, we've got a, a watering station, which isn't just a bowl with water it is a full-on sink with a drain and a pot filler oh wow um and handmade tile and (laughs) (laughs) soapstone. so i'm um i'm really excited for that um you know we were really excited you know and it's it's not you know an appliance or anything but we were excited to create a special (laughs) Susie's corner um in the kitchen where she could do all of the things she does in the morning with her vitamins and everything and stay out of the way of the rest of the flow um, you know, for us, it's just <laughs> stay, stay out of my way, my corner, which is the rest of the kitchen. And, I, you know, I think I think
0: for us. Go to your corner. You know, <laughs> if that's going to
2: happen. You know, I, um, I think, you know, in terms of appliances, uh, we're working with decor and we have been able to do a custom color match range oh, cool. that will flow with the cabinets. I'm super excited about that. And I'm super excited to have a full prep kitchen, yeah, um, awesome. you know, where I can, like bake pizza rolls mm-hmm. at the same time as I'm baking French fries in a different oven. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My kind of, that sounds wonderful. That sounds truly wonderful. That's what I would be excited about. Okay. Well, um, let's just to, to kind of wrap up, you guys have given some really great perspective on the process. You're, you're kind of through it. You're here to install the kitchen. Um, knowing what you know now what would you share that you would change, or or what have you learned? Um, what are some of the things that would have made it more efficient, maybe easier? What are what are some of those things that maybe we can just pass on to our listeners that would help them as they're entering a similar process?
1: You want me to take that first, or yeah, because I can't think of a I whole think, lot of things. That you know, would change. I think
2: for some. And in fact, I had somebody reach out to me today say, "Well, how do you start? How do you know? You know, how did you come up with?" what kind of organization I said, well, I'm working with someone and that's what she does. Mm -hmm. So my big piece of advice to anyone is, um, hire somebody to help you, um, do some research. Sarah's got amazing resources on her, um, on her blog. um, Fantastic website and
0: blog, by the way. Fantastic. Thank you. Really, really great.
2: You know, and as, as somebody who's going to build, do your homework, you know, know what you like, know what's important to you. Um, And be able to at least start with a baseline when you start conversations. And if you can't get somebody to come in and design your whole kitchen, you can find people that will consult and help you with layout or organization or functionality. And understand that there has to be a commitment on your part to be able to get what you need. Um, And then start super early. The earlier you start, the easier it is. and in terms of what I'd change, nothing. I mean, I'm so blown away right now. And I think that's something, you know, for those of you who do know Sarah and follow her on Instagram, you see these images and the, the kitchens are gorgeous. But I'm here to tell you they don't even – they can't even begin to describe what these look like in person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it's – it's been a super emotional week. I just stand in my kitchen and cry because I'm just so blown away by the quality oh, of everything. That's
0: awesome. That's awesome. That's really, really great
1: yeah and i would i would just reiterate that um it it definitely takes more time than anyone expects um and people will ask me at the beginning how long is this process going to take and i i will honestly usually lie to them because i don't want to tell them the truth about how long it's really going to take to get through and do a really good kitchen design because i think at at the outset they're going to be totally intimidated and say oh no really it's going to take that long but you know, you go through all the, you know, the aesthetics and the layout. But for me, you know, when I do mm-hmm. kitchen, that's just, that's the first part. You know, mm-hmm. that's sort of first and second part. But then we've got the whole guts of the kitchen to figure mm-hmm. out um, and getting down into each drawer and making sure that um, all the storage is right. And that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that when then people move into their kitchen and they unpack their things and there's a, a place for everything, it... Creates this kind of Zen space mm-hmm. that um, you know. Everyone knows now, you know um, how how critical organization is. I think to our just our mindset and our well being. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it does that. It gives you a, yeah, a kitchen a that peace. you feel right. You feel at peace. And you know where everything is when you're in there working. So,
0: uh, uh, and I told you we were going to kind of wrap up with that. And those were both great answers. But I do have a question that just popped in. It, top of mind. And it's been something that kind of goes back to the question I asked you about the difference between interior designers and kitchen designers. But I'm going to take this one step further because I hear a lot of my clients say this, that they're going to go meet with the cabinet maker. Mm -hmm. So what I want to understand is what's the difference. And I think I know this, but what's the difference of me going to a cab cabinet manufacturer and to a kitchen designer? And and why is well yeah I'll let yeah. you take it from there
1: I think it's I think it's all the things that we've been talking about today that's kind um, of what I was thinking yes. as well yeah um, a kitchen designer is just going to take that to the next level in mm-hmm. terms of just the the, the depth of the um, the focus on whether it's the millwork details the storage the functionality all of those things um, ideally that's what they're doing. So ideally, they're really digging into the the, the usage of that kitchen, um, how the client's going to live and um, breathe and cook in that space and transforming it into into that kitchen, you know, that um, serves all those needs and and just makes them feel wonderful when they're in it. Um, and that's that's a lot of work. And I think um, it can it can overwhelm, a you know, a cabinet, you know, just a cabinet fabricator to have um that level of service kind of um wrapped into the process it can it can be a lot so yeah
0: to me it seems like a cabinet manufacturer great and you work very closely with them you probably design cabinets and have shops that that build for you. maybe even build for yourself but to me that is a huge thing because um to me they're the craftsmen.
1: It's another whole level of and expertise. It's, and it's, that, and yes. it's,
0: yeah, they're, they can go in and measure and say, we can do these things in this space and I can do this and you can see these pictures and it can be this front and we can make it this color. But there's none of the, the design. Yes. Yeah. Well,
1: this it, and it varies. And so I'm sure there's design there, by
0: experience. And yeah. we did this on this project and this on this project.
1: And there are cabinet, you know, shops out there that are fantastic. And you know, designers. kitchen designers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um,
2: I've got yeah. a real, real life example that happened today or yesterday. But we were standing in the kitchen and Sarah was like, "Wow, I really like how you can look out that window and you can see, you know, straight down into the other door and you have this repetitive thing and I had to remind her that that placement of that window took us weeks, right? And it's tweaking that. So it lined up with the center of the door, which happily lined up with, with that. Mm-hmm. But that's, I think that's the difference, right? There's, mm-hmm. you're not just looking at the cabinet, layout; mm-hmm. you're looking holistically mm-hmm. at the little details that mm-hmm. you may not notice, but once they're there, it mm-hmm. makes everything sing. Mm-hmm. How do you shift the beams a little bit? Where should those beams hit? Um, how far off center should something be? Do you have your faucet right in the center of the sink? Do you move it off to the right a little bit in order to maintain the balance with the lights? All of that, that holistic approach yeah. is what a kitchen designer brings to the table.
0: Yeah, I think that it would be the difference between liking the way it looks and loving being in the space. Mm. Like that to me, because that, those are such, that's such a big difference. Like it's the difference between the picture and the visual Mm -hmm. and being like, I'm at peace.
1: This,
0: this works for me. Right. Okay. Well, this has been fantastic. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, You guys have uh, given a great first episode of (laughs) multi-guest format. So you'll be in infamy now, you know, expect <laughs> some sort of Grammy or something. Uh, oh, this has been a great interview. Yeah, this has been yeah. really fun. So um, we're going to move to rapid fire. Kelly's done one of these before, so we're going to get to know Sarah just a little bit better. Uh, what do you do to unwind and relax? Um, I eat peppermint bark. Oh, man. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's I like so that. so wonderfully random. <laughs> yes, I like that. Yes, wonderful. Uh, favorite charity?
1: Um, National Arbor Day. Oh, Arbor cool! Day Foundation. Very, very cool. I'm a big tree hugger.
0: <laughs> what is the last great TV show or movie you watched?
1: Um, Downton Abbey. Ah, we're kindred spirits. We're really, we're really. Do you ever behind. eat
0: peppermint bark and watch Downton Absolutely. Abbey uh, <laughs> and drink tea? Yeah, that so, that, that would be that into, would be heavy. Yeah, heaven. Uh, <laughs> Downton Abbey is still probably. It's top three for me all time. Yeah. And if nothing else, just the beautiful set design. But just it is such a wonderful soap opera. I started, um, it, it it started through
1: it for the second time now.
0: Yeah. yeah been there. Yeah. It is It is really a wonderful one. We can actually probably start doing that again. Okay. Most used <laughs> emoji. Uh, the laughing emoji for sure. Okay. I like that. And uh, I think this one may stump you. If you could choose any two famous people to have dinner with, who would they be? Oh,
1: I know. I'm, I'm going to say Martin Luther King Jr. Oh. and Abraham Lincoln, and I would love to just um, listen to the two of them oh, talk. That, that's good.
0: a pretty good I'm one.
1: Gonna, I'm going to try not to cry.
0: Yeah, that's a <laughs> really, really be, good one. Would you feel comfortable with them doing that in one of your kitchens?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> are you <kidding> me? <laughs> Uh, honored. Are your
0: kitchens good enough for that combat? No. Yeah, I don't
1: think so. Yes, they would love it. They, they would can love come it. over to my kitchen. They would love it. Yeah. I have, I, have the, I have the best picture of uh Martin Luther King Jr. and and um with his daughter in his kitchen.
0: Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. It, it's so wonderful. That's amazing. Well, Sarah and Kelly, thank you so much for being our guest and sharing a great perspective. Ladies and gentlemen, until next week, I am Andrew Denny, and thanks for listening to Couture and Construction.
2: Thank you for listening to yet another inspiring episode of Couture and Construction. Please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you like us, please remember to share with your friends, family, and industry professionals.